What's up, everybody? Got another episode today of Finding Your Place. It's episode nine. We got William Landry of Twisted Trek Brew Hub uh, down in Roanoke with us today. Will, thanks for being involved, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me on. Yep. So tell us, you know, we'll just get right in it. You know, this this background you got here, like of your bre- of your brewery, is uh, pretty interesting. Tell me what's tell me what we're looking at here behind you. Uh, I'm just sitting on our kind of our mezzanine level that that will that looks out over the uh the brewing area so the two stacks behind me are exhaust for probably ones for steam and ones for gas nice. um the, the white tube off to the my side is the auger for bringing the grain in from the grain room to the brew house yeah. uh, so you see ducks is this is this an area of your of your brewery that the public typically doesn't they don't get to see this like you they, no they would oh they would, they would. Yeah, we actually have the, this. I'm actually sitting at one of the tables uh, that would overlook the brewery. Wow. Oh, that's yep. cool. Very cool. Well, hey, let's just talk about it. Let's just get into it. Like, just tell us who you are, you know, why you're, you know, in the in the beer game and, you know, how you navigated toward this type thing. Sure, man. Uh, yeah. As you said in the introduction, uh, my name is Will Landry and I am one of the owners and the general manager and brewer and a variety of other little odd jobs around here for the Twisted Track Brew Pub in Roanoke, Virginia. Uh, we've been open now for just under a year. Uh, it'll be a year in November. Um, you know, I'm, uh, I was born here in Roanoke, but lived most of my life up in Massachusetts. My wife and I moved back down here in about 2005. And um, long story short, I started home brewing. Um, my education is and experience is in accounting. So I have kind of a, I've always had an entrepreneurial itch. Um, met some folks early on when I met one gentleman, actually, when I first moved down here and started home brewing that was in the home brew club. And he and I kind of got together and put a business plan together for uh, a brewery or a brew pub in Roanoke. And you know, when we took it to the small business development group here in the city, um, you know, they would just they basically kind of talked us out of it and it was going to be a very capital intensive startup. Uh, I think we were actually trying to do a brew pub, which is basically a brewery and a restaurant and anything with a restaurant in the title, nobody wants to really throw money at because 80% of them, whatever the number is tend to fail. So that all kind of went by the wayside and, uh, but I kept, kept kind of working on it. Uh, I ended up going to school for brewing in 2011 um, met some folks that would ultimately open Chaos Mountain Brewing uh, just south of here in Callaway in Franklin County. And um, they gave me the opportunity to brew with them. I uh, worked there for the first four years that they were around. Kind of stepped away from that for a little, for a couple of years, get the, get the kids through middle school and a move and all sorts of stuff like that. And just happened to know I kind of ran into somebody else in the homebrew club that was looking to invest. And um, about a year after that, ran into a couple of guys that were taking a, the brewing up business. I'm sorry, business of brewing uh, here in Roanoke that Virginia Tech puts on. Um, met, met, two, so met two more people there and uh, just kind of all fell into place. We so ended the, up taking so over the those are your sorry, so those are your investors that those are the guys that believed in your mm-hmm. vision that that believed in your product you know you pretty much it sounds like you kind of developed a community that 
loves beer, has a passion for it, and is allowing you to create something that can return them something significant maybe one day. And, like, that sounds pretty awesome. Is that is that pretty accurate? Yeah, more or less. I mean, two of the guys are – one of the guys is a very avid home brewer. One of the guys is a pretty serious home brewer. Um, the other one just wanted – I think really wanted to just be part of a brewery or a yeah. brew pub. Uh, which is fine. Uh, he enjoys working on things like our merchandise and um, uh, our, the cider that we sell here, which we'll probably talk about a little bit more in a, in a little bit. Yeah. But um, so everybody kind of participates in one way or another. Uh, it's not like they're all silent by any stretch of imagination. Right. Well, it's a good so, group. So, so in your education, you actually went to something specifically for brewing beer. Like, is there like there's a beer college <laughs> type thing? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's really, I think there's only one, like, four-year degree type of a program, and that's, I think that's out in UC Davis. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, I guess you'd call them certificate programs, yeah. you know, six months to a year type of type of courses, and, and that's what I did. It's uh, I went through the American Brewers Guild, which is based out of Vermont. Um, like I said, it was about a six-month program. I mean, I prefer my education on the street. You know, I, you know, just, just, you know, well, that's what homebrewing's for. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Just throw me in there. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see that shiny piece of paper. You know, it's, uh, yeah. just give me, just give me around some people that are like-minded that have passion that want to figure it out. That's, uh, that's why I prefer to go. So that's pretty yeah, cool. There's some of that, but there's a lot I, it, to, to say that I, I learned a lot from that program would be an understatement. Right. And uh, to your point, the people that I've met through that have been the key you know, phenomenal. Yeah, that yeah, and I guess that's the reason why you. I mean, I would think any any secondary education right now is really need to be focused on the people that you're going to be around with the same goals, maybe the like mindedness, and not necessarily sure. the end result. Because you know, just because you're the best in the class doesn't mean you're going to make the most money. You know, yeah. it doesn't mean you're going to produce the best product. You know, just because you can study well and and do all that, you know type stuff but um but yeah um, yeah they always say it's who you know not what you know right no doubt, so. no doubt about it that i think I, you know and that's why humans will always always be valuable i think you know but um but yeah so tell us tell us some about like you know it looks like you've gotten some awards it's, it looks like you've got you know like you've produced some great stuff just tell us about st stuff like that Sure. Well, I mean, we haven't done a whole lot in the way of competitions yet here just because we're so young. Right. Um, you know, at, at Chaos, we did really well in the, in there's a, the Virginia uh, Craft Brewers Guild does it, did it, does an annual, I guess, competition. Did real well in there with a couple of different beers. Um, Microfestivus, which is the beer festival they have in Roanoke, uh, although they haven't had it for a couple of years, obviously, um, kind of does some, people's choice competition type things that we've done well in, in the past. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not huge on that. My way I look at it is the people that come through this door and, and pay money for the things that we make here is far and away more rewarding than, than any award, not to take away from the people who make some great beer and get those awards. But yeah. well, see, I know. think, I think that might lead to, you're just trying to get attention, you know, like you, you guys yeah. need attention. These awards could be like, you know, People look at that. It's a marketing piece, you know. Like you want, you want to drive people to the door, and like through these awards, you know, people that are like, you know, beer connoisseurs or or things like that, they'll they'll seek that out. Ooh, we're going to Roanoke. What's the best beer in Roanoke? Oh, let's just go to the Twisted Track Brew Pub, and and and, and taste this award winner. 
you know, that sure. type that's thing. So, absolutely yeah. true. So I think that, uh, you know, every, every, you know, and that's my marketing advertising mind, you know, behind strategy to get people through the door. I just feel like that, uh, everything, um, that you can do to bring attention to the business is, is key. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are a destination spot, right? Like you're gonna, you're not, you're not sending your product out. They got to come to you to get it, right? For, for yes, for for the most part, yes. Right, right, right on. Um, all right, well, just talk about you know how you're driving people there. Like, what events are you holding? Like, what yeah. uh, what entertainment uh, do you have going on? I, I know I see some some cool stuff here. So talk about talk about what you got. What you know the ideas going on and and how people can come and have a good time at your place. Okay, um, I mean since we've opened, um, you know we we do a pretty pretty consistent Tuesday night trivia, um, and on Thursdays we do uh, music bingo. Um, which is a lot of fun. We started doing um, open mic comedy the last couple of Wednesdays. I'm not sure how long we'll do that for. I think it, we were going to try to do it every week this month and see how it went. And unfortunately, the host I think just came down with COVID, maybe. So oh, we man. might be might have might have to. We we didn't do it this week. Not sure we'll do it next week. We'll have to see how that all all plays out. Right. But um, that's been been kind of fun always yeah. trying new things oh yeah the the comedy thing i think people love to come out and laugh so i think yeah. that would be something that uh, a lot of people would enjoy sure um fridays and saturdays are almost always of some sort of music uh whether it's solo acts up to you know four or five piece bands um some sundays we'll, we'll do music but we're kind of i think we're trying to dial that back a little bit now um We've got some board game type things coming in and some of those larger adult uh, versions of, you know, Connect Four and Jenga and all oh, that cool. stuff. So um, we don't have those all the time, but we'll bring, I think we're going to talk about maybe bringing somebody in for that. But um, yeah, I mean, Sunday is for games and family time. Um, so it's, it's pretty wide open. We try to keep it as family friendly as we can. Right. Have you done the axe throwing in a while? I know you did. We that. haven't. Uh, we were we were doing that for a while, and um, I think I'm, not, I'm really not sure what happened with that. I think they uh, I think we tried switching the days to like Saturdays, but they were already booked. So I think we're just trying to wait for an opportunity for the, to get them back out here. All right now, how does that work? I mean, do you guys seek like local promoters that like you know the company guy? Obviously, you said you had a host, so yep. there was a guy that out there in the comedy world that you knew about and contacted, or he contacted you. It was like, hey, let me run some things here. Is it kind of like a karaoke DJ, or like I mean, I don't like how does that work? Do you partner with people, or do you try to do your own thing and try to find people? Um, no, I think, I mean, pretty much everything we do, we have a host for. So there's a guy who hosts the trivia. There's a guy who hosts the music bingo, different people. Gotcha. Obviously. So that's um, like a little subset. That's like a little sub business. Like someone's created and, and they'll get a cut of the, they'll get a cut of the door or cut of something like you'll pay. Yeah. Them I mean, a we, we pay them a fixed amount every okay. week to, to come and host it. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure exactly which direction either of those when I think for the most part it was them coming to us or you know at least us putting something out that said hey if anybody does trivia contact us for example right uh, my bar manager happens to know just about every human being in the roanoke valley which is amazing sometimes um so she's got a lot of connections uh to, to fill those types of spots already which is good gotcha. 
Right on. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk a bit, a little bit about your food. You know, tell okay. us tell us about the menu at uh, you know Twisted Track and um, what people can expect when they walk in the door for food. Sure. Um, you know, we we try to keep a pretty good variety of things. It's not a huge menu, but it's you know we've probably got a couple dozen items maybe. Um, everything from your your typical appetizers, uh, some got twisted pretzels, wings. Um, we've got some nicer items like some seared scallops uh, for appetizers. Uh, we've got uh, some a couple of different salads for for those people looking for something healthier. A mm-hmm. uh, whole bunch of sandwiches, steak and cheese is really popular. Uh, obviously a burger we've got um, more of a fried chicken sandwich and we also have a grilled chicken sandwich uh, a couple of hot dogs it's really popular um, and then we've got a couple of what you what we call entrees but things like chicken and waffles uh, we do have a pizza flatbread pizza so you know all the all the kind of things that you would maybe see typically see at a pub gotcha a little, little nicer quality, right? Maybe than your in your standard drop and fry type of thing, but right. uh, a good selection. Hopefully, there's something that where somebody can find something, regardless of what they like. No doubt, I definitely want to come up and uh, and try you guys out. I'm, Please um, do, yeah, definitely. Um, all right, let's go into the next segment here, where we're going to ask you some questions about common, you know, either myth or facts. We'll just have you say yes, that's true, or no, that's not true about right. things and um uh first question is all grain brewing is hard yeah i you know it's it doesn't have to be um you know there if, if you look at it from a home brewing perspective um it's it is probably more time consuming than just using the extracts that most people use when they first get into it but yeah. to say that it's harder you know, you're only talking about, you know, a, a minor amount. It's it's mostly an equipment thing, although even in this day and age, there's a, a method called brewing a bag where you're basically putting all your grain in one pot in a mesh bag and then pulling the grain out and you're and you're gonna boil what's left and and, and there's your, your wort, your sweet wort. Um, so it doesn't have to be that much harder. It's a little bit more equipment sometimes a little bit more time uh in the process but um yeah i don't think it's a whole lot more difficult than an extract and as far as a professional level is concerned i don't think anybody does anything but all grain so and all right so for for the lay person for the average person that has no idea what all grain brewing is what tell just outline that what is all grain brewing so uh, maybe look at it like this i mean the the, the end result that you want is is a, a liquid that has a lot of uh, malt sugars in it that the yeast are then going to ferment to produce the alcohol and the carbon dioxide that we look at as beer. Yeah. So how do you get to that sugary water that's called wort? And you can either do it with just like simple syrup extract where somebody has put, you know, boiled it down, put it in a can and all you're doing is adding water. Uh-huh. That's the easiest way to do brewing. Or you can take some barley, some malted barley, um, basically crack it. You don't want to make it a flour, but you want to crack it open. Uh, expose it to water, and that's your mash. A lot of people are, are familiar with the term mash. Um, at that point, 
all of the enzymes that are in the barley are converting the starch to sugar. And now you've got that sugar water um, from, from that, that method. And that's all grain. So you're, so you're using all your grain or all different types of grain to get that sugar water. Gotcha. That's interesting. Never knew that. Okay. Would never have uh, realized that for sure. All right. Um, the tint of the beer bottle does not matter. The tint. Um, yes, it does. Absolutely. Um, so the, the, there's a couple of things that are very detrimental to beer uh, as far as its the longevity of its quality. Um, temperature is obviously one, which is why most beer is in, kept in a refrigerator. Uh, the other is sunlight. And what the sunlight can do is, um, well, oxygen is another one, but we'll, that's, not a, that's not the issue. The issue for the, the tint of the glass is sunlight. So what sunlight does when it hits um, the hops that are left over in the beer is it, it, can, it creates this skunky flavor uh, that most people, I think, are familiar with that. You know, oh, this beer tastes skunked or what have you. It's, it's that, that reaction. Um, so obviously a clear bottle won't filter out any sunlight. A green bottle, I want to say, is something like maybe 60%. I'd have to look it up again. It's been a while. Uh, but your brown bottle is by far your best, and that's probably you know, 90% or so. Um, so the tint does matter from that standpoint. Gotcha. Right on. So that's why Corona and that clear bottle, you know, they get that, they get that, uh, you know, they go, I think I've heard it called skunk or something like yeah. that. I, I get, uh, it, so the sunlight does affect it, and uh, the, yeah. tint, the tint is crucial, right? Uh, it can be, yeah. There, there are ways around that. You know, breweries like Corona uh, typically will use, while, while they will have some hops in the beer, they typically use like a, an extract for it that doesn't have the components in it to create that skunky flavor. Gotcha. Uh, or at least they should be, I think, for the most part they do, um, which is why they can get away with that clear glass. Right. But, Obviously, so so it, so something some ingredient in it won't spoil with the clear bottle, right? So gotcha, gotcha. And then like Heineken in the green bottle. Why did Heineken choose the green bottle? Do you think? Couldn't tell you. Yeah. Uh, again, it's probably you know probably the same the same extract is used in that. Um, otherwise, you might be more inclined to get some skunky character in a Heineken. Yeah. Uh, if they're using real hops gotcha gotcha okay don't work there don't know <laughs> right on <laughs> i just you know you never know uh, you know the history of like why people sure. choose and it's just funny how people choose and and if there was intention behind the choice um i, I didn't know if you happen to know that yeah. i'm sure people um you know have always wondered that but anyway um dark beers are heavier and stronger no, not, not necessarily accurate at all. Um, you know, I can, the example I like to give people when we talk about this type of thing, uh, obviously everybody's familiar with, you know, Budweiser, Coors, whatever you want to call it, you know, the macro lagers. Um, they are pale in color and very light beers. Um, at the same time, you know, you can have a beer like Modelo Amber or, or anything 
There's right. a variety of different amber beers. There's also a style like a black lager that a lot of places will do um, that is just as light in taste and flavor and body, but is jet black. Wow. Um, the same can be true for heavy beers. I can do uh, you know, a, a barley wine or a, or a double or triple IPA that is you know, very, very pale in color, but again, in that eight, nine, 10% alcohol range. So color is not a deciding factor on, on alcohol strength at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's interesting. I would like to taste that, that dark colored beer that tastes, that tastes light. That would be very yeah. interesting. Well, I'm actually going to be brewing and getting one of those next week. So nice. give me about, give me a month or so. All right. Right on. When you have it ready, let us know. We'll do. Yeah. I'll make a trip down there for sure. All right, going to the next section behind the pitcher. So this pirate pitcher here, tell us about that. Uh, I believe that was the first time that we had those guys out there. There's a, it's a pirate band, so they play. They obviously dress a lot like uh, like you would consider a pirate uh, attire to be. Uh, they play a lot of a little bit of rock and roll, but it's definitely some um, you know sea shanty type thing they have actually a great harmony when they just uh do acapella together um funny group of guys really entertaining they've been out here a couple of times now uh and actually right behind them funny enough is the axe throwing uh trailer i think um i think that was something we did back in the early summer when we had them here so yeah just a great group of guys great band right on so, so who is this in the thing? Is that that's not you, is it? No, I believe that's two of the um, two of the guys from the band. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, very interesting stuff. You know, just just give them the outline when you're open, where you're located, how sure. they can find you, and uh, we'll go from there. All right, we are currently open. Uh, let's see, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from three to nine. Uh, Friday and Saturday from noon to ten p.m and Sundays noon to 8 p.m. Uh, we do have a website, twistedtrackbrewpub.com. Uh, if you want more real-time information, uh, events coming up, things of that nature, your best bet is to join, is to follow us on Facebook. Uh, again, that's Twisted Track Brew Pub on Facebook. Uh, there is also an Instagram account that's Twisted Track Brew Pub um, that we you know, will post to pretty much whatever goes on Facebook goes on Instagram vice versa. So those are definitely the best ways to, to get in touch with us or keep track of what's going on here at the Brew Pub. Gotcha. Well, we look yep. forward, we look, we look forward uh, to the day we come and see you and, <laughs> and get to meet you in person and uh, enjoy your, <laughs> enjoy your beer and your food. And we yeah. encourage everybody to, to come down and give you a shot as well when they're in Roanoke. Sure. And um, man, I appreciate you being involved and giving us your time. And um, I'm just going to kind of wrap it up here, and uh, we'll talk to you yep. in just a little sec, in, in, off air in a second, okay? Okay. All right, guys, that's episode nine of Finding Your Place Today. Will Landry, Twisted Track Brew, Brew Pub in Roanoke. Um, we appreciate you watching. Please consider subscribing, sharing, comment on this video uh, if you have any questions um, for Will. And um, that's episode nine. We appreciate you watching, and we'll see you next time.